Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Good morning, it's Lindsay. How are you doing? Welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast this week. So this week I am flying solo, as I call it, and the reason I'm doing that is because something has come up that I would really like to share with you because it's been super useful Um, and I've used it with clients in the past but I also used it on myself actually the last couple of weeks. So, and I shared it with somebody, the lovely Eleanor, Eleanor if you're listening, Um, I shared it with Eleanor and she went, oh that's really useful. So I thought I'd share it with you today because I know some of you Um, ride horses like I do and probably own a horse and probably a time in your life you've come off a horse or even if you are a car driver and you've maybe been in a car accident or even this is really useful if you just have a really stressful conversation or a difficult conversation with somebody and you know how you keep going back over stuff and you play it in your head and you're like "Mm, what could I've done differently how could I've done that differently how could I prevented it etc So I'm talking about a uh, technique that I used in coaching for many, many years. And I want to share that with you because it's so useful. It's such a cool tool to have in your uh, tool belt, shall we say. So this is a technique that is, let's just say it's used for trauma release. Okay, now trauma can be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual even. It's just almost just like a really fun game, actually, but it really, really helps you to not be overwhelmed um, and stuck in memories of something that has been painful. So, for example, falling off my horse a couple of weeks ago, uh, pretty painful, um, quite embarrassing too, because going back over it, I think, well, what could I have done differently? How could I have changed that? How could I have prevented it? And Obviously, I could have done 100 things differently, but I didn't. So here we are today. So this trauma release technique is, so I want you to imagine, now if you're driving, you can't close your eyes to do this, but if not, you could otherwise. Um, I want you to imagine that you've got a remote control for your own mind. And in this remote control, you've got the control so you can work on the volume, you can work on the colours, you can work on the how close your vision is so let's just uh, rather okay rather than remote control let's step into this century shall we and use an iphone um so you can uh, zoom in you can zoom out you can change brightness volume all the rest of it okay oh i'm glad that that's just been updated now i don't need to talk about remote control anymore because who the heck uses those okay you've got your own mind control app how's that sound that's better isn't it all right so imagine you've got your own mind control app on your phone Oh, okay. I wonder if I should make one of these one day. (laughs) And so what you're going to do is when you start going over that memory in your head of, let's say, falling off your horse, and you keep replaying it over in your head. And it's just, as I say, just like a car accident. I've used this with a couple of friends and clients who've had car accidents. And you keep seeing the same pictures. You go back to see what you saw, hear what you heard, think what you were thinking etc. You go right back into the moment, but you keep going right back into the moment, but it's not helping you to move forward. So what I want you to do is if you do find yourself going back to that moment, is use your app and 
make it so it's black and white. Take all the colour out of it and make it so it's black and white. So your memory now becomes, when you're replaying this movie in your head, it becomes black and white. Now, if you want to as well, you can change the speed of that movie. So as you change the speed of that movie, just slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. So now black and white, so there's no colour in it. And you can even start to grey it out. So you can grey it out, you can take the speed out of it, you can take the volume out of it, turn that volume right down. So if there was any loud noises, just turn those right down. So, so far you've controlled the colour, you've controlled the speed, and you've controlled the volume. Now, if there's any people in there that's important, you can either choose, just like you can edit a photo, you can either you can take those people out of there. So the whole thing becomes less engaging, less compelling. It becomes a fraction of what it was. So also imagine when you think about the picture, is that picture framed or is it panoramic? Is it a movie or is it a still? So for example, if it's a movie in your head, just slow it right down so it becomes like a still photo. Because that really lessens the effect that it has on all of your nervous system. Looking at a photo is not nearly as compelling as looking at a movie of a memory. Okay, and you have the control within your brain, within your neurology to do that. And that's what's so powerful because we don't actually realize how powerful we are. And we kind of think these sorts of memories, these sorts of traumas control us. But actually, it's, we do have control to change that. So while you've controlled all of that, the other thing that you can do is to imagine that, so imagine that you are looking at somebody else's phone, looking at your phone, looking at the movie of your memory. So you are further and further and further away from the memory. So as you do that, again, it's just like anything. Once you remove yourself from a situation, it lessens the impact on you, lessens the effect on you. And so all of that will reduce the trauma. Now, this is a really useful tool, okay? But what I do want to say is you can try this over things. This is a fantastic tool if you've had something that's quite recent. If there is something that's long held, um, how you've created it in your head will have changed over time. So this tool can still be quite effective. However, what I would really recommend is that you do actually see somebody to help you get rid of this because you can only go so far working on your own. Now, I, as I say, I used it when I fell off my horse, but this is a technique that I'm really used to using. So it's just well-practiced, well-versed in it. You know, I can play around with that app in my head and it's all cool. So you can do it because it's really powerful. But if there is something that has been with you for a long time, if you need help with it, just, you know, you can message me and I can help you with it. It's, it's a really quick process it's a fun process and it's just super, super helpful. You can do this with your kids. You can do this with um, a friend if they just keep talking about the same story. Now, obviously, you need to give them some explanation as to why you're doing this because they might think you're a bit crazy. Um, that's okay. <laughs> they probably think you're a bit crazy anyway, which is why they're your friend. <laughs> So as I say, there are so many ways to do this. So that is my um, trauma relief for the day. 
That's my little super useful tip that I hope really helps you. Now, the other thing that I wanted to share with you today is um, anxiety. Now, I don't obviously want to share anxiety with you, but I do want to share a different perspective on anxiety with you. And the reason I want to do this is because it seems to be playing a huge part with people at the moment. So just a couple of clients that I'm working with currently, both of them um, do have a lot of anxiety. Um, And even though um, they've released a lot of stuff and healed a lot of stuff, anxiety seems to be a thing that's quite persistent. So I really dug into this and I was like, okay, right, I'm going to start doing really, I'm going to start researching this because I know I can use the techniques that I use when I'm coaching people and working with healing to really help people lessen the hold anxiety has on them. But I thought, I've got to find out more. I've got to dig deeper in this one. So I did do that. And some of the things that came out of it that I found were really useful, which I would love to share with you today, because if you're going over old trauma, chances are it's also probably created some anxiety in your future. Because when you go over old trauma, that means you're looking at the past and you're thinking about the past, yet anxiety exists in the future. So obviously we all, you've probably heard, it's not new news, um, that when you live in the present, uh, that's obviously the, the most calm, blissful, peaceful place to be. So when you live in the present, uh, you can be free of the anxiety and you can be free of past trauma. However, it of course takes a lot of practice in order to live in the present. So that's what meditation is for. That's what being in nature is about. All of the little steps that you can take will really help you to live in the present. However, because I've given you a tool for looking at the past, I also want to give you a tool to deal with living in the future, which can be called future pacing. It can be, it's um, often labelled as anxiety. And the other thing that we try and do is to control the future, which most of us can't control the current moment. So trying to control the future actually is kind of laughable, but doesn't stop us doing it, does it? Looking into the future... And the element of anxiety that comes into it. One of the things that was a really helpful explanation for me was that your anxiety is purely an emotion. And let's say it's not a new emotion, but it's a new label that our emotional um, range, it's a new label that's become very popular. And the reason it's become so popular is because we all have such high expectations on ourselves and high expectations of what we can achieve. So anxiety can be seen, anxiety can be seen as just a flag that what you're visioning and what you're hoping to achieve or aiming for, or your expectations, shall we say, is different than what you believe in your heart you are capable of achieving. So it's almost as if you set yourself a goal which is so far out there And you really don't know that you can achieve it. And that brings on the anxiety. Now, that doesn't mean that you're setting yourself, you know, enormous goals, because I know anxiety can crop up like the moment you wake up as you start thinking about the day. So a couple of things you can do to unplug this. So first of all, realize anxiety is not bigger than you. Realize your anxiety is just another emotion, just like sadness, fear, Um, happiness, joy, it's just an emotion. It is all part of you. And it's all part of your internal guidance system. 
So anxiety actually is just a bit of a friend. I know it doesn't feel like that and I know it can be uncomfortable and it can come out in all sorts of different ways. But I believe that if we start breaking this down, you know, a little bit at a time and you start thinking about anxiety in a different way, it, of course, lessens the hold it has over you. While I've said that anxiety, I wish you could see my arms now because, of course, I'm using my arms to explain this. (laughs) Um, So while anxiety could be, let's say, a great expectation you have for yourself, but you don't have the confidence within yourself to believe wholeheartedly that you can achieve what it is that you think you need to achieve. Let's look at that expectation. Sometimes that expectation is so far out of your control, there is no way that you could actually ever achieve that expectation. And so that's okay. So that's actually just about managing what you believe you can control. And seriously, what are you expected to control? Because some things are bigger than you. You don't need to control them. That's not your responsibility. And probably no one person could do it on their own. It might be that actually it's part of team responsibility. Now, even if you're the team manager, it might still be that you need help in order to break it down. That's okay. Sometimes we've got to admit that actually we do need some help. Now, the other thing that I love about this this aspect of looking at anxiety in a different way is that it can be seen that it's a, let's just say a flag, a flag to say, you are growing. You're almost growing out of yourself. Now, I know that sounds a bit crazy, but basically it means that spiritually you're developing faster than your physical body can keep up. And that's probably the best way to explain it. So imagine that you've got a building that's going up and you've got um, scaffolding. And so let's say that your physical body is the same as the scaffolding. The scaffolding is quite, you know, a high, it's a solid structure, let's say. And your spiritual development or your personal growth is like the building. And so it's like the building is growing higher than the scaffolding. So there's only so far that you can actually reach to the top of the building from where the scaffolding is. So what that means is either, obviously, you need to build the scaffolding higher maybe, you know, change your abilities, change your education, change your uh, environment in order to get you to where you're spiritually, you believe you could be, or your soul, let's say it that way. Um, Alternatively, you need to do it a different way. So if it was a construction site, for example, let's say you needed to use different equipment, the scaffolding didn't fit anymore. So actually, what that means is you've got to dismantle the scaffolding and then find another way, maybe use a crane. We're getting really construction here. Um, maybe use a crane to get up there. So all this explanation really is all about is just saying that anxiety is just a flag to let you know that something is not working the way you're thinking about it, what you're asking of yourself, um, or what you believe is expected of you. It just means that it's out of alignment. It's not going to get you. It's not going to, you know, injure you and harm you. But it is a sign, a warning sign. Um, You could almost see it as just guidance. It's a guidance sign. 
So if you listen to it and tune into it, just like any guidance, if you actually give yourself time to tune into it rather than thinking, I just, I don't want to hear it. I'm just pushing it away, you know, talk to the hand kind of guidance. If you're looking at it that way, chances are it's going to push back harder because unfortunately that's what resistance does. However, if you allow yourself to be okay with it, don't don't fight it. Be okay with it. Don't think of it as the enemy. Think of it actually as it's, it's kind of your friend, it's a guide. So if you can think about something that is coming up in the future or something that you know is a trigger for your anxiety, kind of play around with it before it gets to, you know, top anxiety level. Play around with it when you're in a calm, comfortable place where you know you're safe, you haven't got a time limit on you. You could journal about it. You could draw about it. Play around with it. Almost make it like a game. You know, does this anxiety take on a character? Does it have a colour? Does it have a shape? Um, so that you realise that it doesn't, it doesn't control you. You have um, the hold on it. So, hope that's helpful. Okay, so I did want to, as I say, I really wanted to give you some tools today rather than um, more of the inspirational messages that we normally get when I interview people. And of course, we'll be going back to that. But the tools that I talk about are things that I use every day. They are things that I, I teach people, I work with people, I use on people, and I use myself. And I'd be cheating you, quite frankly, if I didn't share it with you. So I'm sharing it with you. So there you go. Okay, so uh, just a short one today. It always is when it's just me because it's really weird talking to yourself, actually. (laughs) Just talking to yourself for this long. Anyway, I really hope that's helpful. Please let me know if it's stuff that you enjoy, if these sorts of tips and tricks to manage your mind and your body are helpful. Because if not, then obviously I won't keep doing them. And come over to soulfuladventureliving.com. I do, as we're going back to school, my schedule is changing. So I do actually have a couple of spots open for anybody. If you do want to have some coaching sessions or some sessions to release trauma, um, I do have some of those sessions open. So you're very, very welcome. You'll find information on soulfuladventureliving.com. Or you can contact me through Facebook, Lindsay DeSwart. And as usual, I please ask you to like this podcast, subscribe, share, and tune in next week for the last one of season two. So we've got to that stage already. Anyway, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for tuning in again. And I really welcome you if this is your first time. This is, as I say, a slightly unusual one, uh, but hopefully very helpful. Do let me know your feedback. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye.